In primary care, the medical home is increasingly becoming a key initiative to transform health care. But how should the medical home become a reality for everyone? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is John Crosby. He's the executive director of the American Osteopathic Association. The American Osteopathic Association represents more than 61,000 osteopathic physicians, or DOs as they are known, and it is under Crosby that the AOA strives to promote public health encourages scientific research, and is the accrediting body for all osteopathic medical colleges and healthcare facilities in this country. Mr. Crosby joined the AOA as executive director in 1997 after eight years at the American Medical Association as senior vice president for health policy. During his tenure, the AOA has increased membership by over 125%, doubled its contingency reserve, and launched numerous programmatic initiatives such as women's health, minority health, end of life care, and health system reform. John Crosby, welcome to Reach MD. Thank you very much, Bruce. Well, so we know the osteopathic physicians, the majority of them, uh, if not more than 60%, are involved in primary care, which is great when you consider uh, there is going to be a lot of health care reform. But tell us about the osteopathic physician and, and this whole uh, idea of the medical home and just how important that is. And I know you're collaborating with a lot of other groups on this. Uh, we are indeed. The patient-centered medical home concept has been evolving for the last year or two. We really think it describes an ideal model of care that, in our opinion, uh, places patients' needs first. It's a team approach to care. It's an interactive approach between the physician and the patient. And it hopes to build on a lot of the things that have been taking place lately in terms of the use of technology accountability for the quality of care that the patient is receiving and the fact that a physician would be uh, directing it is uh, center to our approach. Very interesting. And you're starting to hear that out on the campaign trail where, you know, people are wondering about the medical home. And let's face it, there are even people in the healthcare industry who don't understand that the idea pretty much, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, is the idea that, hey, a, a, a person needs a doctor. They need a clinic. They cannot rely on the emergency room or the specialist, as it were. Exactly. Under the medical home model, the primary care physician would arrange, coordinate, monitor all the care that the patient receives from specialists, non-physician clinicians, other healthcare professionals. The doctor would be available through extended hours. Uh, the patient would have greater access to information by telephone, email, the internet. We would utilize e-prescribing to cut down on medical errors between the physician's uh, prescription order and what the pharmacist is, is filling at the other end of the line. All of this, we hope, will eliminate, as you said, the need to go to the emergency room as opposed to going to your doctor. We want the doctor to be available 24-7, any you know, hour of the day, any day of the week, you would have access to your primary care physician. He would be and she would be providing you uh, information on the internet that you could consult. If you have to go to a, a specialist for additional care, that primary care doctor at the medical home would be coordinating that care. You'd go out to see the specialist, but you'd come back to your primary care physician at the end of the day. Uh, so it's a very coordinated, integrated uh, system. I really want to stress also that doctors that uh, sign up to create a medical home for their practice or their clinic are going to focus on quality and safety. 
one of the hallmarks of this and why the business community is so enamored with the medical home concept is that the physicians involved are going to have to accept accountability for continuous quality improvement. Uh, there's going to be voluntary performance measurement uh, systems set up. The patient will be involved in the decision-making process and provide feedback, and it's going to be very uh, outcomes measured as well in, in terms of looking at the results that the physician uh, has achieved over time, and that information would be available to the patient as he or she is making decisions. We're uh, very excited about the prospect, and also I think one thing I think you should focus on the reason the business community is so enamored with this is the ability to also control costs, and we have to be cognizant of that need as uh, health care uh, rises up to 16, 17, 18 percent of our gross uh, domestic product. An example of the medical home was tried in North Carolina under their Medicaid program a year or two ago, and after the first year, the program, according to the state, had saved over $225 million in health care costs. Uh, that program is called Community Care. As I said, it takes a team approach to health care and really seemed to uh, work well in that system. There are other states like Missouri that are looking to trying pilot projects based on the patient-centered medical home concept. And in 2009, uh, Medicare and Medicaid out of Washington is going to launch its own demonstration project. So you're going to hear a lot about this medical home in the months and, and years ahead, and I frankly think it's going to be the centerpiece of the new healthcare delivery system or reform model. Whoever is elected president uh, this year will put in place in terms of his or her healthcare system in 2009. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and I'm speaking today with John Crosby. He's the executive director of the American Osteopathic Association. He joins us from his offices in Chicago, and we're talking about the medical home. And when you are an osteopathic physician, more than likely you were involved in primary care. As we know, more than 60% of osteopathic physicians are involved in primary care. And we're talking about one of the initiatives you're continually hearing more and more about, which is the medical home and a primary care physician, uh, osteopathic physician, family physicians, and others are increasingly involved in that. And we were just talking about some initiatives going on in various states and regions um, to spur this effort. And I guess, John, could you perhaps give us an idea of how, for example, in North Carolina, where they're saving money in the program, does this involve perhaps financial incentives for doctors to, say, keep their office hours open or financial incentives to practice in a certain area? Or how exactly does it work if you were a uh, physician out there listening and, and you wanted to see what was available for you to get more involved? Well, in the North Carolina community care model and, and in these pilot projects that I just uh, mentioned, there are incentives or bonuses available to the physician or his and her fellow clinicians in a particular practice for participating as a medical home, for providing, as I said, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week access for their patients. They are provided a little bit higher reimbursement than they would normally. But the technology employed and the accountability in terms of outcomes and quality for performance uh, is where you get the savings. And if you're not going into the emergency room, 
if you're using more of the internet to transfer information back and forth, e-prescribing, all of that cuts down on costs. So the doctor is encouraged to get in through incentive payments and a little bit higher reimbursement model. The patient and the employer, if you will, or the state in the case of North Carolina is saving money by having a much more efficient, integrated team approach to the to the delivery of care. And also in this federal concept in 2009 for these demonstration projects, how will that work? Will it be similar, just more on a federal level where um, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid will provide more incentives? I know that, you know, generally they have rolled out a pilot program where, you know, if you do e-prescribing or if you do electronic medical records, you might get an increased payment. Is that something also that would encourage a medical home concept? Yes. Uh Let's focus on the on the Medicare Medicaid uh, pilot projects that they're going to start in 2009. I think uh, they will employ a payment structure that's going to reflect the value of the physician and the non-physician staff that they would use in the management of the care beyond just uh, face-to-face visits. I think there will be other additional payments for achieving uh, measurable and quantifiable results that are higher than, say, the norm. But I, I want to stress that I think there are going to be several different models. It's not going to be a cookie-cutter kind of approach in terms of one medical home or another. I think Medicare and Medicaid and the business community want to uh, approach this uh, looking at several different models and see which ones of them work best in particular communities. The last thing we want to uh, be considered here is like a Walmart uh, mini clinic. That is not the model we're trying to follow at all. Well, we would like to thank John Crosby, who has been our guest. He's the executive director of the American Osteopathic Association. And we've been talking about the medical home, and the osteopathic physician is certainly going to have a role in that, considering more than 60. Uh, percent of osteopathic physicians are involved in primary care, and it is going to be a key issue in this election year that medical professionals of all varieties will be hearing more about. I'm Bruce Jepson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com and register with promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or office for programs that include the show. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. And I would like to thank you today for listening. I'm Dr. David Preskill. You're listening to Preskill's Perspective on ReachMD. Resident Match Day has passed us by, and our interns-to-be are at the end of a grueling four years. Graduation is at hand as they mentally prepare to embark on a journey which only intensifies the challenge of medical school. One interesting aspect of this year's match program is the rise of couples attempting to match very near the same city. In this, the largest class of resident candidates ever, data shows a record 738 couples applied for residencies in the same vicinity, with 94% success in matching. Some might be alarmed at this notion of personal relationships influencing the medical process. My perspective is that this is likely the sign of a more mature class of candidates. Medical education programs urge students to engage the personal side of medicine, building relationships with patients and colleagues. Indeed, many students thrive while balancing medical and personal obligations. As they move through their internship, the whirlwind of learning about the human body and its processes will begin to slow down. 
In the coming years, they'll invest an extraordinary amount of time and energy and determination preparing for the enduring challenges of a career in medicine. It's an opportune time for us medical professionals to reflect on the years since our training. The practice of medicine has changed dramatically, frankly, in some cases, not for the better. But we have also taken tremendous steps towards bettering the health care we provide. And we remain in dogged pursuit of a happier, healthier America. The biggest task for our newest residents is to take up this challenge with us. I'm Dr. David Preskill for ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Hello, my name is Dr. Joseph Munzer, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And you are listening to the first national radio channel created specifically for medical professionals, ReachMD XM157.